Green and white, green and white. Get ready, it's time to take flight. It's time to take flight. All together now. WSJU Radio, DJ Mad Max on the airwaves here at St. John's University, 718-993-758 is the call-in number. So, tonight the New York Jets are playing the Cleveland Browns and are currently losing 6 to nothing. The Browns kicked two field goals. I'm not surprised what the score is at the moment. Surprised it's not any worse. Yes, I do blue, bleed green and white, as you all know, but... The season's over, and it's only the second game. The planes have crashed, and the season's done. As the breaking news happened this past week, that Sam Darnold will be out with mono, in which he hopes to be back after this game, I believe, or the bye week I was reading. We'll see how that plays out, but usually people that have mono are out from long periods of times, even months, so we'll see how that plays out. Baker Mayfield... Has currently 77 yards in the game. Nick Chubb with 24 rushing yards at the moment. Odell Beckham has had two catches for 33 yards. And for the Jets, Trevor Simeon is currently 3 for 6 with 3 yards. Oh, boy. And Le'Veon Bells has three carries with 11 yards. So let's see where that team goes for the rest of the night. I'm not going to expect the win, but... We'll see how it all plays out. They just received Demarius Thomas in a trade from the Patriots this past week, actually. And Quincy Inunua will be out for the rest of the season with a neck injury. And during the first game against the Bills, I wasn't expecting him to be out the whole season, even though he is very injury-prone. But I wasn't sure what the injury was on the field when he was injured. 
And I was angry because I'm tired of seeing him get injured. But at the same time, I don't know what kind of injury issues he's battling, but a neck injury is very serious, and it takes a lot to return to the original form that he once was. But they did sign him to a four-year deal, so I don't know what's going to happen if he can't return to the original form as a versatile player that he was. And we're just going to have to see. It's currently quarter two with 13 minutes left to go for the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns game here at MetLife. And we can actually dive into the loss of the New York Giants yesterday against the Buffalo Bills, 28-14. to And I was frustrated with this game, to be honest, watching this game because the Giants, they had many opportunities to come back. Second quarter before halftime, the defense gets the ball and Eli Manning throws that interception right before halftime. And the fans I, apparently were calling for Daniel Jones to be out there. I didn't even see the field. Josh Allen went 19-30 for 253 yards, one touchdown. Frank Gore had a touchdown. Singletary had a touchdown. And Josh Allen even had a rushing touchdown yesterday. And I wasn't too happy about his remarks he made after the game regarding the one New York team. Like, really? Or are we? What are we in second grade here? We're saying who's the real New York team? I know I get like that about the Knicks and the Nets, but, I mean, the New York Jets and New York, and New York Giants will always be the, the face of New York. Because Buffalo Bills, I mean, you might as well be in Canada or Syracuse. But the Buffalo Bills are currently 2-0. and Giants are 0-2. And it's not looking really good for the Giants as Eli Manning had one touchdown 26 for 45 yesterday and on attempts currently with the 250 yards of pass play in the game. Saquon Barkley had 107 rushing yards, 18 carries with one touchdown. And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. TJ Jones with the one receiving touchdown for the offense. But there's a lot of problems here for the New York Giants. People are calling for the coach's head already. Why aren't they putting in Daniel Jones? you got to get him ready for next season. There's got to be something in Eli Manning's contract that says that he has to be in that game. Because if there wasn't, he'd be out. But we got to see what's happening because it's, it's going to be a really long season for New York fans. Well, if you're a Bills fan, not really. But enjoy this time while it lasts because you do have to play the New England Patriots twice in that division. You do, especially now with the addition to Tonio Brown, one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best. And the New England Patriots just uh, destroyed the Dolphins 43-0 last night. And were we surprised? No, because the Dolphins have made it apparent already by their play that they're just not in it. They're tanking. We're currently 0-2 at the AFC East. And I'm sure the Jets will be 0-2 after tonight. Ryan Fitzpatrick with three interceptions. What else is new? Josh Rosen with an interception. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Tom Brady had the two touchdowns. Sony Michelle with the rushing touchdown. Antonio Brown had his first career touchdown, I believe, with the Patriots for 56 yards yesterday. Four catches. James White had a touchdown as well. The defense played really well out there. Jamie Collins coming up with two interceptions. Devin McCourty as well. 
as well as Stephen Gilmore. But this has got to be the earliest the Patriots has have won the AFC East. Because you look at the Bills, I mean, come on. They, they go up against the Patriots, the Bills, they're going to get killed out there. Dolphins, they're already done. They made that clear in game one. Made it clear, actually, when they traded away Stills and Tunsil. The New York Jets, they're not going anywhere. Their quarterback's done. With Mono, I really don't know what happened there. I'm still annoyed by that, by that. But, you know, we just got to accept the fate of the New York Jets that they're never going to get better. It's the same old Jets over and over again. But, I mean, I'm not expecting anything great. I was. I was all hyped up when we got C.J. Mosley, Le'Veon Bell, and Jamison Crowder, too. Sneaky pickup for the Jets who play very well against the Buffalo Bills. We got to see where this all goes. But still 6 nothing currently in the quarter two of the Browns and Jets game. If you want to call in 718-993-758, talk to me about the games, New York Giants football, as well as the Jets game yesterday, any other games around the league. Patriots are definitely off to a fast start, but we all expect this. Never count them out. People were always counting them out past years. Can't do that. Can't. They're constantly going to Super Bowls and winning titles, going to the playoffs. You can never count them out. As long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are there, you cannot count them out. But, oh, wow. New York, here you go. Browns just scored again, 12. That is now 12 to 0. Nick Chubb with a touchdown. 43 yards in the game so far. Yeah, I'm really not expecting anything more from tonight. And the season's already done after week one. It was done. And you know what? You could say it was done week one after that, you know, they just blew that lead that they had, 16 nothing in the fourth quarter. You could have just said that it was done right there. Just end the season. I don't know. 13 nothing so far. They did make the the PAT. It's going to be a long season, Jet fans, so gear up. This may be one of the worst. I did the game-by-game -game play with Tony Pavena. Shout-out to him who is at the game right now. He currently works for him, my co-host on the Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast. But fans aren't happy right now, and you know what? I wasn't expecting this type of season, but we went through the wins and loss columns. It was very low on the win side. Very low. So we got to start planning ahead for next year, it looks like. And that and that's bad to say, especially that it's the second game in. We're already just closing up shop and just waiting for next year. And it makes you tired as a Jets fan. It really does. As a Jets fan, it really makes me angry because as much as I know my team stinks, I didn't think it would be done this early. I mean, my God. Sam Darnold out with Mono. Unbelievable. Couldn't believe the news when I heard it. C.J. Mosley out with injuries as well as Quinn and Williams. Avery Williamson with the ACL in preseason. That was a done. That was a major hit to the linebacker core. Really was. Brandon Copeland out four game suspension. 
Our tight end Herndon suspended four games. I mean, just think, if this team was fully healthy, they could be great competitors. Could be a wild card team. But nope, they're riddled with injuries, mono, whatever you can come up with, you know. Anything that can just lead this team to more losses. Every ex It's not even an excuse. It's just all the injuries and everything that's happened to this team, it just points to this, that they're cursed. And so I don't blame fans, you know, not wanting to keep their season tickets and not watch the games anymore. And there's a point when it was like that in the Mets season. As a current, as a, also a Mets fan, there's times that you just don't even want to watch the games. You just check the score in the morning on your phone. Because why am I going to waste my three hours of time when I can be doing something else? Same goes for Knicks games. You know, we got to see. New York fans are just tired of the pain and agony of watching their teams lose all the time. We get sick of it. I know we're going through a lot by right now. But looks like we got to wait for next year. Same with the Giants. Giants are on a tough road right now. I mean, the defense is just, oh, abysmal. I was watching the plays yesterday. The Bills are running all over them. Singletary just running right through that line, that defensive line. It's just, and it aggravates you because you're watching on television. That defense is just, there's so many holes in it to allow the offense to just run right through. Not pressuring Josh Allen enough. That's how he was able to stay alive and look like Aaron Rodgers out there and get the pass off when he was heading out the sidelines. I don't know. It's a race to the bottom for the Jets and the Giants, but the Dolphins, oh, my God. Oh, I'm saying those three teams, terrible. I'm going to check out here and list uh, the few next upcoming games for the Giants. And they do play the Buccaneers this Sunday in Tampa Bay. So we'll see how that goes. Then they have the Redskins in New York after that. I mean, the Giants got to come up with some wins here to save this team and hopefully make a playoff run. Because I believe the Giants have a better chance than the Jets at this point. I really do. Because I don't know how long Sam Darnold's going to be out for. He said he wants to come back after the bye week. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Because going to school with people who are out with Mono and actually a close friend of mine who is the sports director of WSJU Radio, shout out to Anthony Tornatore, told me today, he said when he had Mono, it was like, like I, I believe it was... I can't remember. It was like six months or two months. It, it's a long, it's a long period of time. It's a long period of time to recover, and he shouldn't be out there playing with that. And it's contagious too. But we want to hope for him to recover. I'm still going to be rooting for the Jets, as always. That's my team, always my favorite team. But I'm sick of watching them lose every week and every week. 
and it's the same outcome every season. I would like to see them make the playoffs before I'm out of college because, like I mentioned last week on the show, milestones are going by. Didn't see them make the playoffs in high school, and now I'm not going to be able to see them make the playoffs in college. Three years of college done, one more year to go. It's just, like, will the pain ever end as being a Jets fan? And you got to feel for the players, too, because you got a lot of talent on that team. And when the injuries pile up and Sam Darnold has mono, you know, you really can't do much. And that's got to stink, being a part of that team and just having that frame of mind that we don't have our starting quarterback, so what are we going to do? Because I I, I, already, I know how everyone always says, especially the professional athletes, say that it's next man up. I agree with that, but is Trevor Simeon really the same as Sam Darnold? I don't think so. So I'm going to hope for the best but expect the worst in this outcome. And we're just going to see how this game plays out as the Jets have the ball in the second quarter with eight minutes left to go. Le'Veon Bell has six carries for 22 yards. I mean, it really is the Le'Veon Bell show tonight. It really is. He could rack up 100, maybe close to 150 yards tonight or more. Should definitely be using Demarius Thomas now that we got him, but I don't know. I just don't see it. Offensive line has to gel. There's a lot of issues with that team. Lots and lots of issues. I mean, they could shape up, but how are you going to shape up when you don't have your star you know, second-year quarterback. And we're going to see what happens. I'm not going to expect anything great for tonight. Before I, I was talking with a few buddies in the back about the game, and I, I just said, you know, I think they're going to go 0-2. As soon as that Sam Darnold news hit, especially, 0-2. And then don't forget next week, the New England Patriots, don't even, you know, don't even get on the plane. Don't even bother. And it's in Gillette, too. 1 p.m. next Sunday. Don't even bother. They're going to get destroyed. The Patriots have had two blow up, blowout wins in a row. The first game against the Steelers and then the Dolphins. Even though the Dolphins are... Just tanking, or probably the, it's probably the worst team in the league. And the Steelers, if you haven't heard already, Ben Roethlisberger's out for the season, elbow injury. Possible to have a Tommy John surgery. I don't know. A lot of injuries this year, especially the top tier players too. Those injuries are already piling up, and it started in preseason with. The linebacker in New York Jets, Avery Williamson, major blow. Huge impact for that defense. Was very disappointed when I heard that news and tweeted instantly out on Twitter why I hate the preseason. But 718-990-3758 is the call-in number. If you have any music requests or you want to talk with me about Jets football, the Giants football, upcoming games, and we can now transition into baseball as the New York Mets did lose yesterday to the Dodgers.
three to two. They're currently winning against the Colorado Rockies three to one in the top of the third. But this team has a chance, I believe. They got to keep winning games, and it depends on the other teams within the division. And if they lose, the Mets can hopefully secure a wild card spot. But it all depends on how it plays out. So if they win this game, they'll be in good shape. But that bullpen, oh, man. They, I believe they were up 2 nothing yesterday against the Dodgers, and they blew it. The bullpen blew it. Lugo gives up the runs. Mets got the Rockies tomorrow and Wednesday. Then Friday they go on to play the Cincinnati Reds. So let's hope to all the Mets fans out there that we secure those wins and hopefully get to a wild card. And we can also get into the Yankees for all you Yankee fans out there. The Yankees also lost yesterday to the Toronto Blue Jays 6-4. to four. I mean, they're 98-53. They've secured their spot first in the AL East. They play the Angels tomorrow in New York for a three-game series, and then they go on to play the Blue Jays again. But other than that, that concludes the sports segment. And I will keep giving updates on the Jets and Browns game going on here. Don't expect the Jets to score. I mean... Trevor Simeon is still three of six with three yards. Oh, my goodness. Six minutes and 39 seconds to go in the second quarter. Le'Veon Bell with 34 yards, eight carries. They got to erase that zero off the board in this quarter before halftime. They got to. If they don't, there's really nothing they can do in the second half unless a miracle were to happen. There was the Monday night miracle. But I don't think that'll happen this time around. So when I come back, I will be discussing and recapping the CT Horror Fest in which I went this past weekend and also giving the Jets updates. And uh, you know, if they score, I doubt it. But keep it locked and stay tuned to WSJU Radio. 718-993-758 is the call-in number. We'll be back with the CT Horror Fest recap.
WSJU Radio, DJ Mad Max back on the airwaves at St. John's University, Queens, New York. You know what it is when you hear it. The voice, 718-990-3758 is the call-in number. Want to talk Jets football or much more music requests, I will be here in the remainder of the 9 o'clock hour. But if you follow me on Instagram at TheRealMax, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X, you would have saw that I was at the Connecticut Horror Fest this past weekend. If you know me personally, I'm a horror movie buff. And I was waiting to attend this event for some time now, especially with the lineup they had. They had some pretty big names there. Tobin Bell, Doug Bradley, Daniel Harris, all the actors from the Hellraiser films, all the four main Cenobites. And it was a really great experience. I pulled up there. I, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of surprised at what I saw when I walked in there because the fans were very passionate. I thought I was a horror fan, you know, crazed fan and serious about it. But if you could see these fans, and they're very dedicated and passionate, oh, man. People in costumes, horror t-shirts, people carrying saw dolls around. It was it was a great celebration. You know, it was a great get-together to meet some of the iconic actors from the horror movies that people watched. I like the atmosphere in there, definitely in September, too. You know, we're getting closer and closer to October, a little early, so you're probably just tuning in now. You're like, you know, that theme sounds familiar. Why is why is the Halloween theme playing in September? We're not even near Halloween or in October yet. But, you know, if you know me personally, you know I'm a horror movie buff and Halloween's my favorite holiday. And, yes, I was at the Connecticut Horror Fest this past weekend. And shout out to them for that event and setting it up. It was great. The lines were very long, especially if you looked at my Instagram stories and Daniel Harris's line. I got in at the right time because she took a lunch break. I don't know how long the lunch break really was. It felt like an hour. But I had to be in the same spot. If you go to that story, and I save all my stories on that line with all the stories saved, you can revisit the CT Horror Fest story on my page. And... And actually, you know what? I'll pull it up and and read you exactly what I put. Yeah, first one I put was CT Horror Fest is packed. Okay, and the second one said, we're getting there one step at a time. Hashtag CT Horror Fest. That's when the line started moving when she came back from her lunch break. And we did move. I was like, wow, did we just move one step? I was in that same step in that line. For no lie, probably about 45 minutes. And I was killing time because an article came out. And it was this article that Hot 97 released about Jay-Z admitting back in the day, early 2000s, when that Nas and Jay-Z beef was going on, Ether and TakeOver, that Jay-Z admitted to taking the L to Nas in that battle. And then shout-out to local Warbucks were always warring about who won that battle. I say Nas, he says Jay-Z, whatever. I mean, we all have our favorites. But at the end of the day, when Jay-Z says that he took the L, you know, 
He lost the battle to Nas. Ether won. Fair and square. It's that. If you don't like it, go read the article. Your man Sean Carter said he lost, so take it from there. Oh, man. So I was killing time doing that, sending the article to Loco, and, and just waiting for that line to move. And it was a good 45 minutes. My feet are still, you know, bothering me from standing that long. But it was worth the wait. She was really nice, very personal when I got up there. Wrote a nice note on my autograph. Took a picture. And then I met Don Shanks, who played Michael Myers in Halloween 5, who was also there. Really nice guy. And it was just a great atmosphere, especially someone who w grew up and watched these films. At a young age. I was always obsessed with the Halloween franchise. I love The Mask. Donald Pleasance is always one of my favorite actors. Jamie Lee Curtis had an amazing role in the first two. Even though she wasn't in 4 and 5. But I always loved 4 and 5. So seeing the actors from that movie was a great experience. At a great time. And it was just, you know, just reliving your childhood memories. Because coming home from school when I was in... Middle school during October, AMC Fear Fest would be playing these movies. I'd you know do my homework and rush right to the television set and watch these films. And you could and even shout out to Tony Pavena because he was talking to me about it. He's like, those films mean a lot to me, and they do, especially when you're a horror fan. Those horror fans turned out. They had their fight rags T-shirts on, all kinds of makeup and whatever. But the fans were crazed, and you got to respect them because they're very passionate. But I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you this, when I was in the Daniel Harris line, there were fans behind me, well, they, I, I don't even know if they're fans, get this, people behind me were saying, what Halloween was Daniel Harris in, was she in 5 and 6, was she in 6 and 7, wait, was she in 3, and I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to a horror convention to get someone's autograph and you and you supposedly are this big fan and you can't remember what movies she was in? What Halloween she was in? Come on. I just wanted to turn around and just be, you know, just loud about it. What are you doing here if you don't know what film she was in? Halloween 4 and 5. She was in the Rob Zombie remake too. You're standing there. Oh, I think she was in... How are you not certain? I mean, I could be sh critical and strict about these things, because I am. Because it, it, <laughs> it, it did get on my nerves. It really did. And those are people that are probably just there for the autographs and that just wanted to, you know, get them signed and sell them on eBay. And I'm not want that kind of fan. I like autographs being personalized to me. I like being able to keep those as souvenirs and, or even hang them up in my memorabilia room. You know, because they mean a lot to me. I was, I'm an actual fan. She was in Halloween 4 and 5 and 2007 Rob Zombie remake. How about that? I'm not going to be standing there. Oh, what wh wh what was she in? No. You go to these horror fests and you know. That's what makes you a horror nerd. Also, I had a great time meeting David Naughton, who played David... In an American Werewolf in London, it was also in the Dr. Pepper ad in the 80s. Great guy, nice guy. I was always a fan of that movie. One of the best transformation scenes in Hollywood history. That scene in the living room when he transforms into a werewolf is iconic. Probably, I don't know. 
if you've ever seen The Howling, that was a, one of the greatest transformations of all time, too. It's debatable, but it's a very iconic film. Wrote on the autograph, you were the moon. You know that famous quote if you've seen the movie. I had the Wayne Corbett New York Jets jersey on, so we started talking Jets football. And he was like, oh, so how are the Jets going to do this year? And I said, they're going to lose. And, wow, it's, I believe it's snowing in hell. The Jets have scored. It's 13-3, only a field goal. And Luke Falk actually looks like a turnout. He made his first field goal, one for one. So he's already doing that. Another guy from last week who they got from the Vikings that they just cut. But as long as this guy can make field goals, he can stay on the team. I mean, we're diving into scary topics right now with the CT Horror Fest. I mean, the Jets are pretty scary. They scare their fans. And the reason why I went to the Connecticut Horror Fest was Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley, if you don't know already, played the lead Cenobite. It's known as Pinhead. And when I saw his name being advertised as, as a part of the Horror Fest, I was like, I gotta go. Using the eight Hell first through one through eight Hellraiser films. And I always enjoyed watching those films growing up. Especially Hellraiser and Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Hellraiser 2, I'm a little iffy on. There are powerful scenes of Doug Bradley in that movie. Especially his delivery that just make the hair stand up on your back. But it was really a fun experience at CT Horror Fest. And his line was long too. I'm not surprised. It was probably about an hour wait. But the thing I love about these actors is that they really care about their fans. Even if their fans don't know what movies they're in, but that's another story. They really care about their fans. They will talk to you for a good couple of minutes. They'll answer any questions you have. That's what I really respected about them, is that they take the time to talk with their fans. Even though you're just meeting each other for the first time, they don't even know who the hell you are. But the respect is mutual on both sides. And I love that they give time to talk to each of their fans. And that's why the lines move slow. But I love that about them. Because you would think going to a signing and they would just you know, move them along right away, sign the signature next. No, they're not like that. They really care about their fans. They take pictures. They'll even do redo pictures. Say if the picture didn't come out good, they'll, you know, they'll make time. That's what impresses me. But Doug Bradley was the reason why I wanted to go really badly. Growing up watching those Hellraiser films, like I said before, was just a huge part of my childhood. As long as, long as with the Halloweens. Growing up watching those in the Friday 13ths. All big parts of my love for horror as a kid. But... When I got up there, I, I was <laughs> I mean, I was like a fanboy. I went up there. I was like, I'm a huge fan. I love all your films. And you you just, you just talking about the film a little bit. And, you know, he signed the autograph. And we took a picture. And the rest was that. I just had a great time talking with him. And all the actors there. 
I, I do wish I did meet Tobin Bell because Tobin Bell was there, but his pro, his asking price for an autograph was asked. Oh my, it was through the roof. That was the only problem I had with that was his price because his price was too high. And the reason why I went to the other people is because they actually cared about their fans and then jacked the price up. I'm sure Tobin Bell may he may care about his fans. I'm not gonna knock that, but. I mean, the price, yeah. You can just go up and look on the Connecticut Horror Fest website and look at all the prices. Your eyes will pop out of your head just for a signature. I get that people consider him a horror icon, but I look at it this. I want to meet four people instead of one, and I have college bills to pay and much more. So I don't have time to be blowing all this money on one autograph. And to be honest, I like the first saw, and I don't like the rest. And I don't hold them to more of a sentimental value. Because I'm a purist, so especially a throwback, as you know if you listen to the show, with the old-school artists I have on, old-school music. I like old-school movies, so those 80s and 90s horrors and slashers and all that stuff, I'm more passionate about. And that's why it was such a big deal for me to go. And it was just a great energy in the air there to amongst the horror fans. You know, Halloween is coming. October's coming. And it, w it was a good early celebration. And I'm looking, I'm already looking forward to next year's lineup. Already. That's how much fun I had at my first time there at the CT Horror Fest. It was just a great event. And I'm already looking forward to it next year. But this October, I can give you a preview that we will be doing horror shows throughout October. So stay tuned to my Instagram at the Real Max T H E R E E L M A X. There may be some special guests that call in, and much more. I want to make October special for the audience and anyone listening. Even if you're not a horror movie buff. Or big on the holiday of Halloween. I take it very seriously ever since I was a kid. And I want to make this show special and make it interesting for the audience. And stay tuned to my Instagram for any announcements upcoming about that. And there's currently 49 seconds left in quarter two of the New York Jets and Cleveland Browns game. As the Cleveland Browns lead the New York Jets 13-3. Jets currently have the ball. And I, I don't really don't expect them to score again as they're at their own six-yard line. Fourth and 14. Yeah, I, half is over. But like I said, I, I predicted them 0-2 for tonight. 0-2. The Patriots, you can consider that 0-3. But we'll see what happens after the bye week if Sam Darnold comes back. Let's see what the Giants do in the upcoming weeks, especially against the Buccaneers and the Redskins. You can hope they get their wins and, you know, start coming back in the standings in the NFC East. But 718-990-3758 is the call-in number WSJU Radio. I will be signing off now. And I want to thank Rontez Miles for the interview as I aired the interview previously. And really great guy. Definitely looking forward to seeing him out on the, on the field this year and bringing that much-needed 
play and versatility to that defense. Definitely an under, underrated player in this league. And shout out to his music, Teddy P. You can find his music on iTunes, Teddy P. He's got a few singles there. You can follow him on Instagram at Teddy P45. Follow him there. Instagram, you can follow him at Rontez Miles. And stay tuned to The Real Max, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Next week, Larry Lack Henderson will be in the building. You can follow him at Smart Hip Hop on Instagram. We'll be doing an interview here at 8 p.m. Talking about his music. He's got some music with Capone from Capone Noriega. He's the founder and CEO of Smart Hip Hop Global. And it should be an interesting interview. Looking forward to having him in the studio. The week after that, Bobby J from Rockaway will be in the studio with me, who was on the show already this past summer. One of the illest MCs out here who dropped his debut album this past summer. Summer classics. And you know what? It is a classic. Go listen to it. Gives you that nostalgia boom bap and real hip-hop and where it should be at. So this is DJ Mad Max signing off on WSJU Radio, St. John's University, Queens, New York, The Voice. <laughs>